0: Log Talk Radio. Well, hi, everybody. Um, it's pretty sad when you have to do a radio show just so that you can actually relax. Hi, folks. It's me. It's Monday. Welcome to a Monday edition of Sims Chat Corner, obviously happening now. Um, just to remind everybody, we have uh, today's show with Chad at one thirty, obviously Central Standard Time, who is the director of Follow Your Dreams, part of the Art of the Live Film Festival. As a matter of fact, of my shows this week are actually all going to be directors for my film festival. Tomorrow we're featuring three of the individuals that are associated with The Waiting Room, which is the director, Deborah Markowitz, along with two of the stars of the film itself, which is Jennifer Giles as well as Ciaran. Please, please don't hate me, Ciaran, if I said your name wrong. Um, And they're both in the film, obviously. So they'll be coming on the show tomorrow with Deborah Markowitz, and that's going to be 1 o'clock Central Standard Time tomorrow. And then we have, on Wednesday, two more filmmakers. We have both Pete Dorton, who is with the film Lou, and then, of course, we have Jimmy Moon Schreiber, who is, of course, shed the shame. Most of these films, by the way, folks, are going to be showing on the very first day of my festival, with the exception, of course, of... I can't even think anymore. The Waiting Room, which is going to be showing on Saturday and one of the dramatic short blocks. And then, of course, Thursday, we're going to round out the rest of the week with um, Elizabeth Rome, actually. To those of you that may not be familiar with the name, one of her biggest productions that you might remember her from is the production of, uh, oh, my God, what is up today? I, just, I am totally not with this. I'm totally in film plus remote, folks, so I apologize. American Hustle along with uh, some of the new stuff she's doing on Crackle TV. She just did a promotion, as a matter of fact, with the American Red Cross for the Puerto Rican, um, or I should say Puerto Rico hurricane situation. So I'm so pleased and proud to be having her on the show. Plus, she is also a SAG Award winner. I don't get a whole lot of those on my show, so I'm terribly excited, not to mention the fact she's breathtaking. And she's a client of Steve Valentine, who we just had on the show last week with Valentine Group LA. So please make it a point to tune in today, tomorrow. Frankly, all week if you can, I would appreciate it. Obviously I have to do a very large, shameless plug for my festival, which is Art is Alive Film Festival dot com is the website. We have a Facebook presence which is Art is Alive Film Festival. Please, please, please make sure that you check that out because obviously the festival um all the screenings all of the ticket links, everything you need, are off that website. Again, it's Art Is Alive Film Festival. YolaSite. Com. Festival is now running instead of the 26th to the 28th. Yes, I get to stay an extra day, the 26th to the 29th. I will be in New York City on the 25th to get prepared for the 26th. We will have screenings every day. Uh, the 26th, we're starting at 11 a.m. going to seven, then taking a bit of a break, coming back for nighttime block from 10 to 11:30. Tuesday's films, we're going to be starting off at 11 o'clock in the morning and ending at 8 o'clock. Wednesday's screenings, we're actually starting at 10 o'clock in the morning with an industry panel and then screening through 6 o'clock, so Cindy gets a Saturday night out. Yay! And then to wrap up our festival on Sunday, we'll be starting at 4 o'clock and then going all the way through up till 11, which of course at the uh, tail part of the evening, we're going to be having our live music and awards ceremony. So um, we've kept it reasonably priced, $5 per screening, $5 for feature blocks, $15 for a day pass. New York City, that's pretty accommodating. I'm not going to lie about that one. So um, hopefully I'll see one of you. Hopefully I'll see a thousand of you. I'm just, I'm so excited to be doing this festival. I can't even tell you. But word to the wise, if you ever think about doing this, think very hard. Let me tell you why. 25 filmmakers for one. That's number one, okay? They're all pretty nice, actually. I lucked out truthfully and got some of the best filmmakers I could possibly um, have found. So I feel tremendously blessed by the fact that uh, I'm working with so many of these folks. Second of all, I am truly excited by the fact that three of these screenings are specific and uh, socially relevant, meaning by that one of them deals directly with the um Very, very scary, very big social issue nowadays, which is, of course, drug addiction. Um, That would be the Frog March that's going to be showing at 545 on Sunday, the 29th. Second of all, we have the Right to Live, which is on our very first day. That's at 1230 um, on the 26th, and that deals with domestic abuse of all types. And that's just not men to women, by the way. And it's not just the fists that we're talking about. So those are both socially relevant. I'm also so excited on Friday, the 27th, to be uh, at 12 to 2 o'clock we will be having the screening of Man in Red Bandana, which I know was already screened in New York City, but we're going to do it again because it's such a powerful and poignant story. 24 year old Wells Carruthers was a gentleman who worked in the South Tower of the World Trade Center, and on 911, he was responsible for saving the lives of at least 10 people. And so this uh, documentary, which was put together by Matthew Weiss, maninredbandana.com is the website. And basically he went in, literally saved their lives. Um, Most of them remembered him by the red bandana, actually it was kind of a signature trademark. So it's neat. They rallied together L- Lyle Lovett to put some music together for the film. They had Gwyneth Paltrow uh, narrate the film, and you'll find out there's a special connection there. Um, and so, of course, what I've decided to do is to invite all the different 911 organizations. We're going to donate some money to the trust itself. The Wells Carruther Trust, by the way, it's W-E-L-L-E-S. Brother is C-R-O-W-T-H-E-R. Look it up online if you would. They've started a charitable trust. This is an amazing start. I mean, there's there have been babies named after this gentleman. They do walks every year. They've literally had stage productions. They have uh, musical performances and or groups that are named after Wells. It's just amazing the impact that he's left. I don't even think I, I can begin to describe how impressive it is. So please come and check that out. Plus, we have Sari Singer, who is the founder of Strength to Strength, was also a terrorist attack survivor. She actually was on a bus in Jerusalem that was taken over by a terrorist group. Um, lucky to be alive, and I'm so blessed that she is going to be taking some time out of her busy schedule to attend our film festival. Celebrity event details are coming out this week. Yes, I know you've all been waiting for that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super, super excited. So I'm trying to encourage everybody to go to the website and buy your tickets ahead of time. And why? Because nobody wants to walk around New York City with all that money. Why lie about it? So the reality is, if we can get you guys organized and get you guys to order your tickets, that would be great. If you wait to the last second, there's not much I can do about that. But we are working on trying to get the word out, so please make sure that you do so. Second of all, I want to say a big thank you to everybody who was part of um, orchestrating and or attending the fundraiser yesterday for um, A Labor of Love. That, of course, benefits the Village Playhouse. And it took place at the um, Inspirational Studios, which is where I had my film event here in Milwaukee. So I'm so glad to be able to see that um, everything worked out okay in terms of uh, those guys uh, getting an opportunity to get the word out about the Playhouse and raise Funds because theater is so important in the Milwaukee area. Unfortunately, um, sadly, a lot of our artistics out there are just not in existence any longer in terms of uh, we're just losing more and more art in the school district. We use, we're just not where we need to be in terms of getting those programs out and about, What's nice about the Village Playhouse is that they promote not just adult productions but also child productions, meaning that they get an opportunity to be able to uh, go out into the community, offer seminars, offer classes, work with teenagers. It's exciting. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would love to be able to do a stage production here in Milwaukee. Apparently, my endeavors are more New York than they are Milwaukee lately because um, I'm fortunate enough to find people that want to work with me there versus here. I don't know why it's such a problem, but okay, fine. So, um, yeah, so definitely I'm glad to hear that that worked out well. As you all know, in case I didn't make mention of it, you guys should be checking out MeditatingBunny.com. Let me tell you why. Jeff Sheba Stearns, and I was very fortunate to be invited to the actual screening. Madison has what they call an Asian-American documentary film series, and I was fortunate enough to be invited to come up there yesterday, so we headed up to UW-Madison, went to the 7 o'clock screening of – the movie Mix Match. And, folks, if you haven't checked it out yet, you definitely need to. It's actually going to be headed off, as I understand it, to iTunes and um, Amazon and some of the other platforms. It documents the story of five different individuals who come from a mixed uh, situation, meaning they have either children or grown adults that come from mixed uh, asthmaticities. And what's complicated about that is it's, it's hard enough to have any form of blood cancer to begin with, but then find out that you are actually mixed meaning that you come from Japanese American background or, for instance, African American and Native American, the more mixed you become, the more difficult it becomes for you to receive donations as it relates to um, just making a point of being able to get out there and get yourself a donor. Um, people spend years, literal years, on a donation list waiting to be able to get an opportunity to um, get a donor, and it's heart-wrenching. Some people actually end up passing away, no different than my friend Phil, who, of course, is on the, um, the heart donation list. It's scary when we think about the amount of complications that can arise by getting a diagnosis of cancer. And in this particular case, some people actually need to get donations to be able to literally live. And so what I found most intriguing was watching and journaling those five stories last night. It was an amazing adventure. I mean, just to watch them, it was heart wrenching. It was touching. So I guess the message to you folks is if you can get an opportunity to get out and donate, get on the donor, um, there's a means by where, and last night they had a volunteer drive at the, at the film screening. And so I walked up and I tried to offer my name to become a donor. And sadly, The cutoff is 44 yeah that's right i just said my age on there, which means because i'm 48 i cannot be listed as a donor directly meaning i have to go through a process online and then you have to pay for the form to get processed etc but um from what i saw within the film it's really not that complicated there's only two types and typically most of them are bone marrow types in which case then it literally is just a matter of going in it's a four to six hour procedure it's really not painful because they put you under anesthesia And in essence, that blood, that transfusion is saving another human being's life. So I cannot stress enough. Um, Get out there. Get involved. Go to a drive. Do what you need to do. At least, if nothing else, watch the film. Pass it along. I'm sure Jeff will be back on my show again. Again, the name of it is called Mixed Match, which is a documentary film. His name is Jeff Sheba. That's C-H-I-B-A, and it's Stearns, S-T-E-A-R-N-S. You'll see him on my Facebook page if you follow me on social media. He was on my show a couple months ago, so you can see the interview there through Blog Talk Radio. And um, on my Instagram, I actually have a picture because he not – only does he do just film but he also does illustration so again the website is meditating com. check him out i got a uh, beautiful new portrait in my house courtesy of jeff and i had uh, touching in my heart by his film so thanks so much jeff for inviting me um we have a guest i'm so excited so chad is finally here so i can stop talking well kind of and we can start listening to chad talk so let's get him on the line well hi chad hello how are you you're you're here. You're here. The director's in the house. I'm, I'm so here
1: excited. via the internet. Oh. I am here. I'm so excited
0: because <laughs> I was like, oh boy, how long am I going to have to keep talking here? But I did have live quite well and I talked about the festival. So I'm like, this is good. And I talked about my screening last night. So all is well. Oh, good. You're here. You're like, yeah. you're my only sanity today. Like literally, this is my only downtime before I get my children. And then... I have kids all night, and then I have to promote the festival to the wee hours for the next 10 days. So I feel like I'm going insane. Yeah. Um, so you have a lot you're of my work serenity.
1: to do with this <laughs> festival. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad. We'll, we'll be yeah, all well. together. We'll just we'll relax.
0: And there's alcohol. That's what I always say. I'm like, if you really get desperate, there is wine that's involved. So I'm like, okay, so that's always a good thing. Um, it, it's scary, you know. I mean, you're on the filmmaker side of things. I'm on the film festival festival founder side of things so you know the the yeah. expectation for me is is making a lot of things happen for a lot of people so <laughs> i really don't want to screw yeah. it up so i'm like no pressure here absolutely no pressure so we'll see um well, so we want to I talk mean, about you, you today know, not about me
1: no but i mean you know that is part of like being a filmmaker film festival whatever it is you're doing right you know Life. you can't really be concerned about like if you're worried about like, when I'm making a film, if if my concern when I'm making this film is, you know, I hope everybody likes it, I hope, you know, that it's the most successful yeah. film ever, then the actual, the product is not going to be as successful as it could be. Like, you know, when you're doing art, we're in the middle of making a festival, when you're a painter or a dancer or, or actor, whatever it is, you know, there you can't really... Uh, you can in the, in, when you're setting up the festival, yes, you have a lot on your plate and you have a lot mm. of balls in the air, as they say. And yeah. at some point you just have to, at some point you just have to like, you, you do your job. The festival's going right. to go on. It's going to be exactly. very successful. People are going to show I'm up sh- and
0: you, they are. you know, they the are. end of
1: that, we've all been to these festivals where there's this anticipation or like making a film, you know, like, writing a film, directing it. There's all this this anticipation. Am I going to get enough money? Am I going to, are people going to like it? Do I have anything to say of value? You know what I mean? And at at the end of it, at the end of it, you know, I think as artists and as people, you know, working in this industry, you, you have to be, you know, true to yourself. And from what I can tell from the website and, the films that you're promoting and, and the things that you talk about, you know, this is, and I think it's, it's, what is it? The the blurb, the very first blurb about your festival is, what is it? What does it say?
0: Oh, I should know, shouldn't I? Considering it's my festival. So, oh, you mean. Not the yeah, it's a, film, I mean, it, it says right there, and and I'm very clear about this and folks just, you know, cause they listen to me say this all the time and, and I'll be the first one to be. Well, candid. I mean, it's I the, the art had... is a
1: live festival. Like you're bringing art. Right. Like I Bring mean, art it's Alive in live
0: Exactly. It's totally all about that. And I'm like, you know, I have to ask this question because we're going to start off with this. Because literally, folks, you guys don't know this, but I literally had to tell 25 filmmakers yesterday, hey, guess what? Really great news. And I thought it was really great news, but I was petrified because I'm like, now I have to tell 25 filmmakers 10 days before a festival. I had the good fortune of coming across a venue that offered all four days of our festival for free. Now, to those of you that are in New York, um, it's damn expensive. It's damn expensive. (laughs) I won't lie. And then I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, try "Hmm, LA. LA
1: is just as much. It's just as expensive
0: out here. Oh my God. So I'm sitting here last night. I'm like, Oh my God, they're all, they're all going to hate me because I'm literally jumping ship the last minute. But then I thought to myself, you know what? I could give $2,000 to a venue or I could give $2,000 to filmmakers. I'm going with filmmakers folks. So Sorry that I we have to change or
1: Exactly. Like, the. I think the, the film you were just talking about, which is, um, it was like a documentary about cancer. What was it about, Cancer Server? So it's about I, them, I think, cancer people. Yeah, so $2,000 to them is much better than renting a right? meal.
0: Yeah, because here's the hint, folks. You know, I'm not trying to diss any festival because I say this all the time. I know the Servinos, and I know a bunch of people who head up festivals, and they work their butts off, and I give them nothing but love and mad respect and crazy credit. But I'm here to tell you right now, folks, filmmakers need money. There's no hiding about this because you can't make a film with $5. It's just that simple. And if well, we are going to do a you festival. Can.
1: you can make a film. I mean, listen, out really, Los I'm Los asking Angeles, right there. now, Chad.
0: Tell us how. Tell us how we're going to do a five-dollar film. I want to know because I'm going to tell my kids that they're going to get all excited. Well, we're going to be like, let's do a five-dollar film tonight.
1: Okay, maybe that's the prepar- the preparation. I mean, you do right. have to get a camera, and you do have to get some editing software, and you do have to do things sure. like that. But you know, I I think everybody has you know everybody everybody has access to that to some extent. you you know the sure. the new iPhone has a 4K camera in it, like literally. You can shoot a feature on your phone and edit it with Final Cut, um, and you know design your own music. You can make a five dollar movie if you have, if you if you want to. Like I mean, yes, it's not going to look like you know the not new like Blade Runner.
0: Not going to look like
1: that. I have I have I've been to a lot of festivals, and I have I have seen people make some incredible, amazing you know, short films or feature films and really on really little budget. And that, it just depends on who you know, how creative you are. And then it really just, it's just about discipline and, you know, and putting the work in. And and I think being, you know, for me, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm super plan call, you know what I mean? Like when I'm going to do a project there, I really... I am a, a big believer in preparation, so I do a lot of, you know, I have worked on the script for many, many months, if not a year or longer, and then when I go into pre-production, I know, you know, my team and my people and concepts and, and what it is that I want to accomplish with this, I make sure that I'm very, somebody has to steer the ship, so I just have to be of really clear about what it is that I am doing, and, you know, Then you can you end up with a product, hopefully that you in your mind have envisioned. So, yeah, you know, five dollars. We've also seen gigantic features. I mean, what was there was a couple features that just came out that well, Blade Runner. I mean, it's it's an amazing, amazing, amazing amazing film. Um, But there was what was another one? Oh, there was another big budget one that was one of the most expensive. Science fiction, something that just came out recently, and and you oh, you watch it, and you're just you like, mean. wow, like I think 160 million, I don't know, it was like some like crazy amount, and you watch sure. it, and you're like, really, you're like, that's what you did with 100, you're like, it's it's,
0: you know, it's yeah, it, it was visually
1: beautiful, but you're like, wait, who somebody forgot to write a story?
0: I agree with you. Definitely. In my opinion, I I,
1: in my opinion,
0: no, in my humble opinion, he says. Okay, well, so that's a bit about our the Live film festival folks. So I can't tell you enough, but I'll be all telling right. you for ten days solid now that you could come and meet the guy that's on the other end of the phone. Now I'm gonna tell you why you wanna come and meet him because he's so fabulous. And I'm <laughs> in awe of you. Literally bending over. You just can't oh. see it, but I'm like I'm totally bending over. And I will <laughs> bend over in person when I, I see I, you and be I, like, Oh my god, I'm not worthy. Here he is. <gasps> I'm like, you're he's the man. That's, listen, it, we're all the same. It's all the
1: same stuff. Uh, Trust me, no, I wish I was and, that awesome. Uh, no.
0: Okay, well, we're about to show the entire audience how you're awesome, so let's begin. First thing I want to start with is, okay. I know you got your you were educated through the University of Oregon, so you got your B.A. there. So how does a guy that starts off in Oregon end up going to the big Hollywood, meaning L.A., of course, because we know you live in L.A. right now? Um, so right. Oregon, um, way different lifestyle, way different life period versus that. So yeah. tell us a bit about your background and coming up, et cetera, in terms of... Um, were you the one with the camera in your eye and like, Oh my God, I can't wait to go to Hollywood. No, no, no. My, my background, my background,
1: my background is in uh, psychology and education and, mm-hmm. and theater. So, um, when I, 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 w- I was studying education and I have always been a teacher. I, I, what I do in Los Angeles, is I'm a writer, I'm a director, but I'm an acting coach as well. And I've been coaching and teaching for, you know, 20 some odd years. And, um, when I, so I graduated and I, I studied, I did theater and I can I, you know, I, I moved to Los Angeles and I was like, I, I liked acting. I, I did quite a bit of it, but it was funny because it wasn't like my, my true calling, like, oh my gosh, I need to be in front of the camera. But I have to say that all the time that I spent on stage or that I did, you know, whatever. TV shows and commercials and and films that I mm-hmm. did, all of that that informed and helped me, you know, become the writer and director and the the person that I am today. So, it was mm-hmm. you know I was in Oregon, I graduated, and honestly, you know, most of my friends moved to New York. And my the the plan was, you know, I'm I was, in my head. I was like, I'm just going to go to, you know, California. I'm going to go to Los Angeles for like a, a month, maybe six months or something like that. I, I just wanted to come down sure. here and, you know, and, you know, be warm because it's so cold in Oregon and rainy. And I came down here and honestly, not to sound too, um, like just spiritual, but when I, when I got to Los Angeles literally i i was like wow this is where i'm going to spend the next you know big portion of my life and i've been here now for 30 years so it was true and i fell in love with it a lot of people you know now people are really it's kind of changed in the last five ten year or five years where people you know they really love los angeles and los angeles is an amazing place it's i i just think a lot of it had kind of a bad rap and people are like oh la it's this and that and whatever but You know, it's a great place, you know, for film and television and what, you know, the industry I work in, I I can't imagine being anywhere else. So that's how I, you know, I ended up here. I I didn't really plan on staying here. But when I got here, um, it was home and it was amazing.
0: See, no, I feel the exact same way about New York City. Because when I go to LA, you people scare me. I say this all the time because I've only mm. been to LA a few times. But you guys kind of scare me. I, I think it's more the, well, first of all, there's traffic, and that makes me super nervous because I can never make it to the city. I got lost last time I was yeah. there. But I'm like, well, oh, now just there's, follow the I mean, palm trees.
1: there's, there's Uber and Lyft. Like, listen, I don't drive anywhere. I have a, I have a loft. No. I have a three, like, I live work loft. So my studio my production company is in like it's three floors and i live on you know my studio is on the bottom so i don't i don't drive and when i go places i just uber Uh, and lyft i'm like you guys i don't want to do it it's awful no traffic is ridiculous it takes me like four hours to get like two blocks no it's awful but it is driving in new york is not any easier it's
0: Terrifying. Well, yes, that's, that's exactly why I want to live there, because I live in Wisconsin now, and I drive everywhere, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah. and I can't wait to move to New York, because I am going to move to New York in about five years, and this way, I can give up the car, I don't have to pay insurance, I don't have to pay, like, yeah. $200 to register, it's crazy, I'm like, this is madness. Yeah. Like I got rid so of my car um, ten, y- 10 years ago.
1: Exactly, I, isn't I nice? I, I, mean, I got
0: rid
1: nice. of it. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, <laughs> yeah, it definitely I, was an I adjustment. I was... It's LA, is such a car culture, and it was definitely uh, people were like, "What?" They thought I was crazy, <laughs> and I was like, "But I really like <laughs> you it." You do have like a car, like. Having... No. Uh,
0: yeah. Well. You know. At least. In no, reality, I, made the, I, that. I don't
1: have cable, and I don't have a car. I have like Apple TV.
0: I make, I make the leap. Oh my god.
1: You know what I mean? Like.
0: Oh so got it. You gotta, you gotta
1: gotcha. be ahead of the curve there.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, sorry, I'll have to get on that whole other thing. Yeah. Well, we just got cable recently, actually, because I have kids. You know, my kids are, like, 10 and 12, and so, of course, there's certain series that they want to watch, and I'm not going to lie. Now, I interview people from TV, so I kind of – it's like my homework, you know, so I almost have to have it. But we live in a tech-savvy world nowadays, and there's so many
1: options. i I mean, no, I have TV. I have, like, all of that stuff. I just don't have, like, 12,000 stations that I don't know what – you know, I don't. I mean, or whatever I it is. Like, I, do. I, don't, I don't know what that means.
0: No, so, okay. no, no, my job back... is
1: to watch TV, film and TV. So, you know, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. I, listen, I watch a new, a new show every day. That's, uh, you know, oh, that's awesome. if you're going to live in the middle of Los Angeles, you better know what's happening well, in the fine. industry.
0: Oh, I agree with you. Definitely. Cause that is one of the happening places without a doubt, without a doubt. And I'm coming there next month. So I'm petrified. I got to do the New York thing. Okay. And I'm, if I don't have a heart attack for my festival, <laughs> and then I'll actually. I have to go to California for work, so I'm like trying to prop oh, up and get like excited about it. Like, yay! I'm at that stage. Like, oh, yeah. Hopefully, fine. it'll be it's yay we'll show next you, month. i
1: we'll around. It's super easy, it's super fun. <gasps> oh and my all, god! That all was all awesome. the great places. Yeah. No. It, it's it's. Okay. I mean, other than the fact that people here, like the intimidating thing is like one person is better looking than the next person. Like there are so many amazing, gorgeous people here. It's kind of weird, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, that's you know, they come here and there's a lot of work for models and you know all those actors and all that kind of stuff. They're all beautiful. They're they're all here. They all come to L. A.
0: Okay. Well, I guess I got to come to L. A. Now. Yeah. You, uh, okay, I'll work in. on that enthusiasm. Well, you'll be fine. I will. I'll sit in. I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> now, part hey, of your path, obviously. There's amazing food. Huh? Really? Did you just say amazing food in LA? Really? I mean,
1: we have. Seriously? Yes, we look at. We have, I think, we have some of the best restaurants in the country now. I mean, we have some of the best food in Los Angeles. I think we passed New York Ooh. a little bit, so I'm not going to say that oh. I don't know that for sure, but we have some we have some <laughs> listen, we have some amazing, amazing food out here. I mean, the problem with l a is there's just it's big, so there is some oh, right. traveling to get to different kind of places and different food. but um if you're a foodie this is this is the place to be. We can
0: awesome. eat
1: our way through I'll the town. I have
0: new stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try some <laughs> a, a bit of different things because I'll be in different areas in California. Yeah. It's not like I'm just coming here to go to LA. So I think that'll help too. I have yeah. been to San Diego. San Diego was nice when I went to the film festival there. That was that was cute, and I liked it. And it wasn't so um, LA. You know what I mean? I think if I just no, well, stay like no, away San from Diego, my community, yeah. like right in the middle, yeah, it's different. So now we want to talk about well, if you come background. and visit
1: me, I live directly in the middle. I live in, like, I live literally in the the middle of Hollywood. So don't be scared.
0: Oh, great. Yay! (laughs) I'm working on it. See, it's getting exciting right now. Now, this is so cool. For four four years, you were co-artistic director for Golden State Theater, which I think is so cool because I have a huge affinity for theater, almost as much as film. Right. So talk to the folks a little bit, those that are listening in that may not have had the theater experience, how it varies from being in the film industry, and have you returned back to those roots? Um, in the last few years, or do you ever intend to?
1: Um, I love the theater. Obviously, L.A., I would not say, is the place to come if you want to do theater. I would recommend Seattle, Chicago, New York, you know, Dallas, I don't know, somewhere like, you know, L.A. is not really that. Um, But when you know when i graduated and i moved to uh los angeles uh that was a natural you know it was a safe place for me to be like i had been doing theater i came down here um i met uh, some people and they had a you know part of how that all happened is i worked in um with the los angeles music center 's um, Education Division, where we toured into schools, I was one of those people who went into schools and we did like the in the Capatorium we did like you know shows about the history of California and the history of musical instruments or whatever the whatever um, the the show was for that for that uh, school and from mm-hmm. that I, I worked with this company and um then i just started working with them and they were they were doing i i really like them they're really super cool people they did all original productions of kind of retelling of stories but they had a moral and um we we did teach some cla- we did teach uh, some like workshops in the summer for kids and they're really basically just you know musical theater kind of um. Stop. So that, that kind of, um, transition as I, it was, it was easy for me. I got down here and literally I got a job the week after I moved to Los Angeles. And this is a really crazy story. So I had moved down here. I didn't know anybody. And, um, I, there's a, a newspaper called like backstage or backstage West or whatever it was called at the time. And it had, you know, job listings and there was this job listed to, uh, you know, come work with this education program and and um uh, go into the schools and do like the these stories of California, the history of whatever and I called them, and they're like, "Oh, that you know we actually cast that show and, and they were like, "But you know what we'll come on over and we'll 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 see you anyway and so you know you had to go and do a monologue or and sing a song or something like that and so I went there and somebody. They bumped somebody, and I got the job, so you know, oh my and that, god, and then from I know I feel awful i don't know who it was I think, thankfully i don't know who that was, but so I got this job, and that 's how I started working with these people and and it just it one thing led to another, and then I um, partnered with uh, the woman who ran the golden state theater and then you know i I directed some of their productions, and then at some point, I started to co-write with her. And we did that, I did that, I, 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 I was the co-artistic director for like five years, but I think I had, I worked with them for probably seven, eight years or something like that. I worked with them for quite a long time. They were, they, right. I don't think they do shows anymore, but um, yeah, it was great. It was a nice, easy transition and that really, I did a little more theater when I was in Los Angeles just because when you first get here, uh, or when I first got here, that was comfortable to me, and that's something that I knew. And mm-hmm. but then from there, I got a job. This the most, you know. This the transition is that I worked on a um, Star Trek series in the '90s, and um, it was the first time that I was on a set. You know, I worked on this show for like nine months, and. It was like two sound stages at Paramount. It was like I don't even I don't even know how much each episode cost, but it, it's obviously you know when they're a Star Trek series there's there's a lot of people involved and it was I always tell the story that it was the best class I ever got paid to take you know what I mean I was being paid to be wow. there we worked 17 hours a day or 12 hours or whatever it was. And it was right. really that the bridge between theater and film and television for me that I was like because I, I could I could sit there and be on set all day long and watch these directors i mean the directors rotated every week and watch these actors and watch the guest stars and watch all this stuff and I was like and really without um, any pressure on me because I just was like there there was like these five people who. Were these secondary characters who you know helped fly the ship and things like that? So I did that for nine months, and it was really one of the most valuable classes for me. That I I, I don't know how you would get that kind of information, how you would get that kind of uh, knowledge and understanding if you're not just in it. And that's what happened for me for that those nine months. I did that and I was like, okay, now I see how this, you know, how this works and how this and then from there I, you know, changed course and started, you know, writing and directing and then I now I'm over here.
0: You gotcha. And in fact, folks, he's got nine credits as a director, meaning six for T V and three for film. So I have questions because I, of course, uh, am a fellow writer. So one of the things Mm -hmm. that we like to talk about my show is – on the show, I should say, is because a lot of creatives listen to the show. I want people to understand that there is a clear difference, at least in my opinion, because I have written – I haven't written anything for TV. I've written film. I've written theater. And I've written um, all sorts of other things. And you have had the good fortune, of course, of writing for television. So speak a little bit about the two different forums, meaning I think people always equate that if they're – TV is kind of similar to being in film, which I don't believe it is, just like writing TV is not the same as it's writing for film. So speak a little bit about your comfort level writing the two different genres. And then second of all, um, in terms of some of the body of work that you've done writing-wise, um, Please mm-hmm. some of you have. to care for writer's block. Because every time I have a writer come on, I'm like, dude, talk to me about how you're doing the block thing. Because I go in and out of writer's block like right. every other week, it seems. And I'm like, everybody's got their own methodology, so talk a bit about that if you would as well.
1: Um, well, let's see. There's a lot of questions. Um, let me see. <laughs> the first thing that I was like, where does one begin with all of that? I so know, here's, the, here's the thing. As far as I – this is another – do you know Malcolm Gladwell, the writer of Malcolm Gladwell? Do you know the book Outliers? I don't think so.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it.
1: So, he, you know, you should read it. It's, it's really – I find it, his writing fascinating. He's super interesting, and he talks a lot about the 10,000-hour rule, which means until you put in 10,000 hours into something, you can't really call yourself an expert. So – You know, that being said, as a writer, you know, you have to be logging those hours. And, yes, you're going to – even writers block. While you're sitting there and you're not being able to write, those are hours towards your 10,000 hours. You know what I mean? So I I think there's a – for me, this is how I do it. Like, I – you know, I run that – Writing and directing, and I get that that's, you know, it's artistic and all of those kind of things, but ultimately is a business. So for me, I schedule schedule time at my desk to work. So I'm coming down here, I'm going to go to my office and I'm going to write today and I say I'm going to be there for four or five, six hours, and I sit there for four or five or six hours. Regardless of if stuff comes out of me, if I'm writing and I'm being prolific and amazing things are happening, that's neither here nor there. The point is I said I'm going to be there, and so I'm there. And what happens is you sit there long enough, and eventually, like, you, for me, what happens is that I – uh, I move through it, and it, and then even if I just I, I look at it like this, like it's kind of like going to the gym. Like I sometimes you go to the gym and you work out for a half hour, and you're like, all right, it wasn't the best workout in the world, but I went to the gym. Okay. And the same thing with writing. I, I sometimes I sit down here for four, like I see the sun come up and the sun goes down, and I'm like, <laughs> I I you know I like I got maybe I maybe I rewrote one scene, maybe I came up with something or, and sometimes I've written entire, you know, like episodes of, of shows or, or, or whatever, but it doesn't matter if it's like one sentence or if you've just cleaned something up or you're, or you've written a whole film or whatever that is. The point is you just have to, you have to relax into it. You have to relax into what it is and you just have to be, it's like yoga. Like you said, like, it's like, it's just like, about being being able to be present and I think for me as an artist I think I have to be okay with sometimes great stuff isn't pouring out of me and sometimes it is. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do you know, what is. it is. I, like there there's there's no way to I like agree. be like I'm not going to have writer's block today because you don't know that. It just is, you know. I do have exactly. to say that I I do a lot of writing um I hike a lot. So I when i'm not in front of my desk and when i'm hiking i have i can envision the script and i can envision things that i'm working on and i can actually write whole scenes in my head and and ideas and concepts and then I get back to the car, and I immediately just like in this notebook. I always have a notebook with me, right. and I'm like, I write, yeah. I write it all down. Like I write down this thought and that thought and that piece of dialogue and this kind of thing. And I, I keep. I mean, I have notebooks and more notebooks. And then I, then I come back down and I start to like to to write it. Really, you know. But I have to say that i 'm working on a TV series right now, and I just i 'm doing twelve episodes I just finished episode ten the other day and mm-hmm. i 've been this is something i 've been like thinking about and working on for like a year and What happens at the end of each episode when I finish it, I go back into these notebooks and I, I literally read like all of my notes from the very beginning to get me to to the next episode because there are things in there that I'm like, oh that, oh that, I forgot that, and making sure that you know all the dots are connected and everything's threaded through, and that and that um, I'm not going off on some weird tangent that that doesn't serve the purpose of the story or something like that. But that, that's what I, that's how I look at it. And and listen, there are times when I'm when nothing is coming out of me when i i'm not being creative and you know what i do i just i'm like okay today i'm going to go for a hike or i'm going to walk the dogs or i'm going to i don't know go i don't know go do some go watch a movie i, no, know. I get you like it. you know you know what i mean like i get it, just it. Is what it you know it just is what it is and um yeah i i mean i'm sure everybody has writer's block we all have it and oh yeah um okay. it's just about just I have an exercise ball that I sit on. So when I'm I usually just like do a handstand or or lay upside down and let all the blood rush to my head and see if anything happens.
0: So well put actually. Some of the best writing you I know, just I mean, did, I, I hate know. to admit it. Oh my God. I just wrote the Q and A panel for my festival. And um it was damn good writing. I was like, go Cindy. I'm like, yes, once again you're writing about somebody else but I was just so pleased. I was like, oh it's floating really well. So either I like you guys good. a lot because I tend to write really good um, about people that I like, or, um, I right. you know, it's different. I don't do Q&A all the time, so I'm like, this is kind of cool. So, yeah, your Q&A is written, and it's pretty badass, so I'm excited to be doing it. Um, I want to ask you something. You used to be an actor at one point in time. Not every director, by the way, gets to be an actor, which is kind of cool. And some of the things you were on, which right. I think is awesome, 90210 and Party of Five. and Young and <laughs> yeah. the this. I love yeah. I so love my soap people. I totally do. You know why? I think soap yeah. keep you grounded. Do you know what I'm saying? Because, like, I've interviewed some people from TV, and they're like, and and don't get me wrong, some of this is, I think, reality TV, because they're like, I'm living in hell. Reality oh, a whole other thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it is. And then there are some people that are like, I think soap in some ways, like soap operas, I think kind of prepare you for some of the other things that are out there. So I want to ask you an actor question, of course, because okay. – um, do you truly believe that your background in acting, because I know you're also an acting coach, do you think being yeah. an actor was kind of a prerequisite for being able to teach people about that? I mean, meaning are you a more effective teacher because you come from that? Because I know that there are acting teachers out there who have never spent a day on set in their lives, and they still manage to do quite well. Oh. So I'm curious to see, oh, um, you know, helps. did a lot of that obviously come from you acting yourself? And plus, did you enjoy I just can't see you as an actor, and that's no diss, man. Seriously, I, I love your directing, and oh, I think no, that you're no, perfect. Oh no, no, no! Trust me. Listen. No. I- I-
1: yeah, no, I listen. I liked acting. I I found sure. it amusing to be over there, but it's not to me. And I always uh, kind of describe it. Uh, in, in a way, uh, in a painting sort of way. So like if, when, if I, I used to paint, I still love to paint. I just, that's something I had to put away. Cause I was like, Oh, that's a whole other world. But when you're painting, you get the canvas, you pick out the paints, you think about what you want to do. You sketch, you paint, you step away, you come back and you know, six months, a year, however long it takes, whatever, eventually the painting is done. And you look at that and there's this kind there for me, there was this, very, I was very satisfied by the end result. I, you know, like I I went through this whole process and I came out on the other end with this piece of art and, and I really, I I liked it a lot. The thing about, so acting to me, and this is a, this is how it, how it is for me. And for uh, people who really are just like, I am an actor that they experience it very differently. But for me, acting is just a piece of the puzzle. So I liked it, but I always felt like, like when I was on set and I was working and the director and everybody else was over there, I always was looking at them, going like, "I, I was like, I, I want to be with you people." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to be here. I want to. I want to. Um, I need that that completion. Like, and you know, doing television and film and stuff like that. There's that's the whole process. You you know, you you come up with a concept, you write it, you spend time with it. You, you know, get the money, you put your team together, you go into pre-production, you film it, you edit it, you find music, you cut color, correct it, you do everything. And at the end of it, you're like, it's just, it's, you're done. And you get to be, for me, it was just a lot more, it was, it was a lot more satisfying. And, and again, the other thing too, is I also think that, you know, I, you have to listen to how, where, what life is presenting you what what it's offering you and one of the very first things that i directed um it was i think in 2003 uh or something like that um this was this these people who asked me to to do this short film for them they were like the third fourth or fifth you know, group of people who are like, would you direct this? Would you direct this? And I was like, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't direct that stuff. I don't know what that is. And then after the, somebody else asked me, I was like, oh my gosh, this is your, I was like, you're like the 10th person who's asked me to do something like this. And I was like, I probably should say yes, because right. <laughs> it keeps showing up in my life. So um, that's how, you know, this has kind of unfolded. Um, but, you know, a lot of actors, they, they definitely being an actor, my um, perspective on directing is very different than a lot of directors who come out of a more technical kind of training where they deal a lot with the cameras and you know they're dealing with a more technical aspects of directing and I actually work with quite a few of those directors. They come to me with their scripts and they 're like, "How do I?" Because you know, like talking about lenses and cameras and all that stuff, they are they're amazing. But then they look at actors and they're like, how how do I you know how do I communicate with these strange creatures? And so I kind of help them um, right. because they're ter- literally a lot of directors are terrified of actors. They're like, I don't know, they're so they're always like they're so emotional and I don't know how that what happens and. And I just, you know, and it is, it does boil down to communication. So when the director wants something and they're trying to communicate that to the actor, you have to understand how the actor hears that or how the actor processes that or, you know, like, how do you as a director get the result that you want? without destroying this poor actor or, you know, whatever, or not getting what you want or just, you know, them misinterpreting what you're trying to accomplish. So I, I work with some directors who um, don't really have that, that background of, like, being an acting coach and a teacher and, and an actor. And so that stuff to them is, is
0: very foreign. Sure. Oh, no, I understand completely. In fact, you have one set, yeah. and and this is important to speak about, relative to acting itself or actors, actually. Two of the biggest components um, is to remember, meaning in honing your craft as an actor. First of all, the that there is an actual specific art to putting together the audition tape, and then second of all, working on camera in class. So I'd like you to maybe talk a bit yeah. about both of those elements, because there are, of course, actors listening in, and you feel that these are so fundamentally important for actors to be pushing and, and and putting in the best positive way. It means to work on camera? And what was the other one? What did you say? The first, the first one was one? the working on camera in class that you talk about. And the second is that there's art, oh. an actual art to the audition tape or putting an audition tape together. I mean,
1: 100%. Like, and I, I mean, because I do a lot. I put a lot of people on tape. So, um, that's, right. you know, the way that it's changed. Uh, the, the great thing is we don't, you know, there's no he- re- you don't really need a headshot, a paper headshot, a printed headshot with your resume on the back. It's all digital, which is amazing because, you know, let's save a bazillion trees. And, you know, 20 years ago, you would go out behind these, you know, these casting offices and there would just be like dumpsters just full of like headshots and so I'm very happy that that's you know, now you don't really have to have that. But the other thing right. that's changed is they they a lot of casting directors just ask you to put yourself on tape prior to going into the room. And this is ah. it just saves them time and money and I mean it could I, I do put a lot of people on tape for projects that are shooting in Atlanta or they're shooting in New York or, you know, so they're actually physically not in that in that city but a lot of casting directors ask that you just put yourself on tape that way you know if they want to see you they can they just go through that and it saves time and money and um there is a there's a, a a hundred percent there's an art to that because you have to transcend in when you're putting something on tape the actor's job is to make it seamless like it's not supposed to look like it i mean we know it's an audition tape But you have to transcend and into that into the character that you're doing and that's the whole process. It's like what is your process as an actor that you know, what work do you do to step into that other character and make it really easy for them to hire you? Because that's your job is your Mm job is to not reinvent the wheel. Your job is to understand what the job requirements are of this character pull it all apart into like a bazillion pieces and then put it back together and then step into that. And then, you know, just put it on tape, you know, that is, I, and I have, you know, knock on wood, where's wood, um, you know, my actors, I, I, casting directors and, and agents, and they call a lot and they're just like the, your tapes, because it's not like, it's not like a full production. Like I've hired a team to put you on camera, but, you know, I do my job, the actor does his job, and I think the end result is just, it's, it's a little, honestly, it's a little piece of art. It's a little, it's like a little tiny movie that shows the casting director, shows the director, whoever's watching this tape, um, it shows them who you are and how, how you understand that character, and hopefully they'll bring you in the room and then you can get a job. Exactly. And I think on camera, I mean, it's film film and television. I mean, if you if you're going to be if you want to work in film and television and you're not working on camera, then you're crazy. But it's that's like that's like people who are like, I don't have a television. I'm an actor. I don't want you know, you're like, what are you talking about? It's this in Los Angeles. Like, how would you if you were doing theater, but you're like, oh, I've never been to the theater. I don't know play you'd be right? like what are you talking about that's insane or or, right? yeah, or a hairdresser or anybody like you have to you know you, you this this town Los Angeles is film and television you have to understand the you know One of the things that I always say when I'm teaching uh, classes and stuff is the camera, so the difference between the proscenium arch and the camera and the lens is in in theater acting, you take your performance to the audience and with film and television, the camera lens brings the audience to your face. So they're under the same umbrella as acting, but directionally they're different. Does that make sense?
0: I was just processing that. Now it does. Now that I sat, thought about it again, I'm like, yes. Now I, I understand what you're saying. It does. It totally makes sense now. Yes, I agree. So, like and in theater, like advice.
1: I'm in theater, I'm 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 making sure that everybody out there understands whatever I'm acting. So mm-hmm. I'm going to use it. I'm going to project, and I'm going to use it on my voice, and I'm going to, you know, with my body language and stuff like that. I'm going to make sure that the person in the back row knows that I'm unhappy or whatever it is. Right, but. Okay. In film and television, the camp, the lens brings the audience into your, to your face and into your brain. So you have to make so you have to make sure that the character is distilled and pulled apart, and that you're busy living the life of the character in your head and in your body, as opposed to showing it to everybody okay. in the theater. I mean, it's all under sure. the umbrella of
0: acting, but it's different. I get you. Okay. Yeah. Now, we want to clarify this because you're such a busy man and all, because I know that you've been um, performing as an acting coach for over 15 years. Now, you give three sorts of acting classes, folks. Obviously, he does private one-on-ones. He does group sessions, which is five to seven pupils for a total of three hours. And then, of course, the actual right. um, coaching period. So if somebody's right. listening today and they're like, hey, I totally want to hook up with that dude, how often are you still – um performing or, or giving classes or how do people get involved with that cuz oh, we'll I, but... I, I coach and teach you every do. day okay,
1: okay gotcha. i mean i try not okay, to gotcha. work sunday mornings at 9am but yeah you know i mean i coach and teach That's all awesome. the time i i i because of um because i'm doing this new tv show uh, that I have to finish the uh, so what is it it's October so by the end of November I have to finish all 12 episodes and that will give me December to do a rewrite I'm not going to do any group classes again till the beginning of the year but I do private one sure. on ones I do some small classes I have a couple of people who like to work with each other so there's like two or three people in a class and they come here for two or three hours and you know, I send the material, they come in. It's it's just like, again, I always say it's like the gym. Like, you just have to keep working. Like, I give them new material, we put things on tape, are on camera, and then you watch it, and you, you pull it apart, and you break it down. And, you know, if you're an actor, you better be in a class, and you better be in a class that you're working a lot, and that you're on camera, and that you're walking – You know, I was, as an actor, I studied with a lot of people, and I worked with a lot of actors, and I just, one of the things that I see is, uh, um, you know, actors spending a lot of time in class, maybe because they think the teacher is somebody well-respected, and that's great, but if you're not Mm -hmm. leaving class with um, some new information, if you're not leaving class and having a deeper understanding of acting and you and the camera and text and material and the industry and the business of the industry, you know, then you then get out of that class. Like, you know, if you're just staying in there, I mean, I've seen people, they're like, Oh, I've been in this class for three years. And I'm like, how are you working? And they're like, no. To me, I'm like, wow, that doesn't sound great. Like.
0: Exactly. I mean, listen.
1: It's, I'm sure you know. I I think the point is to work, and and so as long as you you know you're moving forward and and uh, working, then that should be working. good. That's a good
0: right thing.
1: I agree with I you. Know.
0: And That's he even went opinion. so far; he produced a book about this called "Lifeline: An Actor's Guide to Acting and Auditions in Hollywood." Oh, I also want to clarify that. Yes, that, that is. I, okay. I saw a note about this. Are you currently working on Private Hell, or is that completed now? Because I wasn't 100% I wrote the – so that's
1: a book that I wrote, which I wrote that, and I did all the art for it a long time ago. But then after I finished the book, um, I Mm -hmm. didn't like the art anymore. So I'm actually working with this artist in Spain. So Private Hell is 20 um, cautionary tales about – it's a it's like a grown-up nursery rhyme book i mean it's it's funny but it's deep it's about i mean it's about from anorexia to aids and reincarnation and ageism and death and bulimia it's it's about you know it's like it's about some uh topics that are very very (laughs) deep and heavy but you know, told in a way that is, it's funny, but it's dark. And so I have actually, it's um, a guy, this amazing artist in Spain. I sent him all of the text and he's doing the artwork for it. So hopefully that will be, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know when he'll be done, but hopefully sooner than later. And then that book will be out. And actually that book is, um, you know that will there's a whole bunch of stuff with that book that I want to do but we'll I we'll let him finish the art and then we'll we'll take it from there
0: that sounds great and okay my i just want to clarify book is something
1: that. that i'm working on
0: yeah 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 it's it's okay, done good. on my end <laughs> oh okay good Well, good. My, yeah cuz we want to keep track the of right, the writing
1: part of it's done yeah and the okay. acting book the acting book is hopefully uh will be available at the beginning of next year i'm going to self publish that it's just you know and I, I i know it's an actor's guide to auditions and acting in in hollywood mm-hmm. just because my um my understanding of it is so specific to los angeles that um you know i just wanted to make sure that if people were reading that that they they under, because cuz la functions very differently than seattle than chicago than new york and london All agreed. it's just it's it's you know what i mean like it's just very specific how things are done here and and the other thing too about it's LA is actually it's it's changing a lot. So, you know how look at like you know film and television or television specifically. The the specifics of like a television show is like this and this is how it's done and here you know those things are changing with netflix and amazon and hulu and and all of that kind of stuff those those boundaries and those parameters of how things are done are youtube red and all those things there's so many different platforms for um material and i think and that's you know another thing that's really specific to los angeles is making sure that you we as a, you know, as a writer and director that we stay current with how this stuff is changing because it's changing.
0: Big time. Too fast to keep up with is what I'm hearing from my actor friends because I tried to act once, um, I got drunk, and I was poor at it. I mean, the scene called for alcohol, (laughs) by the way, folks, but I was like, I was so bad at it. I'm like, dude, I'm never, I mean, you know how you know your skills? Like you, you, I try to be an overachiever. So I tell everybody you can do anything you set your mind to be. Yeah. Not me. I can't act. I don't care how great you are. I I I can write. I'm like, dude, I can't do it. I can't do it too hard. Too much pressure. I can't deal with all that. It's just, that's the funny thing about acting. And this is
1: one of the things I, that I say to everybody always, you know, the, what what's amazing about acting is people who are really good at it make it look really mm. easy, and that's exactly. the the funny part is that it's really really difficult. It's not you, if you think learning memorizing your lines or reading the script is constitutes acting, then you you're high because that is not sure. like the, the whole reality people and reality you know thing that happened and I'm sure is still or whatever, but um, you know. So all of these reality stars thought that, you know, they were like, oh, we're actors. And, but that's no, like picking up a script and understanding how to break it down, understanding the job of your character, learning your lines is like, it's like reminding somebody to breathe air. Like learning your lines is a given that just because you have a headshot and you have an audition does not make you an actor
0: right no I it's totally a lot of work. it's a lot of work
1: it's, a, it's exa- it is a lot of work it's not simple at all it's it's very challenging mm-hmm. and people you know that's the misconception is people think that acting is simple because when you look at people who do it really well you're like oh well how hard can that be they you know they learn some words or whatever but that's that's the uh that's the funny part about acting is like it's actually really difficult and now you know you know being in front of people and and letting go of who you are, and and living authentically as that other person is a lot of work.
0: No, I agree with you a hundred percent. Unless you're George Clooney, because I think he could just stand and look beautiful anywhere, anytime.
1: Yeah, he. Any I mean,
0: book. I mean, listen.
1: Look at watch George Clooney back in like in the '90s. He's on. I think he was oh, on the right. sitcom. He was on. He was on a few yeah. shows and you look at him, he's not he's not the George Clooney you see today. George Clooney oh, did some work you. and you know yeah. he, you know, he was on I think he was on like the Golden Girls and you know, or something. he was on a bunch of shows and
0: still <laughs> wreck and it for me, Chad. Funny. Come on. Well, you know. He's still so he oh, sorry. He wasn't
1: always the George Clooney that you know.
0: I know, I know, I know. That's but okay. he's pretty I'm awesome. all about I love team him. Thor he's anyway. Super, he yeah. is pretty awesome though. There's a lot of awesome actors out there, I, I have like to that. say. Yeah. Um, there
1: now, are some I want to
0: ask you because the last thing we want to talk about before we move away from the acting coach guy and move to the director guy is this and, and I bring this up on a very serious note because we just talked about this on the show the other day uh, I feel uh-huh. compelled to bring this up not just because sadly Harvey Weinstein just broke in news because I think a lot of us know that those sorts of characters yeah. exist in all forums so I want to kind of yeah. reassure folks especially because you're in that field per se. Um, Mm -hmm. How do some of the people get over the phobia now or the stigma because it's kind of out there. He's in the news every minute, every hour lately, et cetera. So we're we're obviously talking about it, which is great because it needs to come out and people need to express that and they need to share that. But I'm afraid people are going to start being afraid of going um, to get professional coaching or to work with those in the industry. So talk a little bit about that, how you being in a teaching capacity or being in the entertainment world could kind of, you know, maybe lessen um, the load fear-wise as it relates to actors or people coming to you of the opposite sex? Because I think it's serious. I think, you know, and and it isn't just a male-female thing.
1: No, it happens to, I mean, it happens to everyone. um, You know, listen, there's a lot of creeps out there. I don't care what industry you're in. Like, it doesn't, it's not just, I mean, it's not just the entertainment industry. It's, any industry is, fraught with those kind of people and you know i think well specifically for film and television if you're coming out here to like find a teacher or a coach or if that's what we're talking about specifically i think you you know first off do your research look them up online you, you know there's a couple people out here where if you google them there's like all these Yelp reviews and they're like don't go he's a creep he's awful and you know, I, I just do your, do your work, do your research. Um, right. You know, when, I, when, when, I, when people come, the first thing that I do when people want to study with me or coach with me or whatever, um, I do a consultation. And basically, you know, that I, I let them come in here and I tell them, you, you know, I want them, to, I tell them who I am. I show them where I live you know i i want you know i want to make sure that they are there because if they're not if they don't if they don't feel safe we're never going to get the job done that we need to get done so you know i i make sure that you know with my website and you know what people say about me and when i talk to people on the phone i just try to be uh as transparent and as whatever as I can be. And I think that if you, as an actor, if you are, are going to go meet somebody, producer, director, I don't care who it is. I mean, my, my clients ask me about this all the time. They're, you know, female women usually. And they're always like, Hey, this <laughs> director in the Valley wants to meet me for coffee and that, and that, you know, and then we look up his look up the stuff and look him up and look at the project. Okay. And we make, you know, we make that assessment. And, I mean, at the bottom line, if it feels creepy, if you in the pit of your stomach think something not right, don't go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Great just Well, don't. no, but
0: you know how you it know I mean? like, There are some people, I think, that get desperate. You know what I mean? In terms of, you know, they've been working at this so long. They want to get somewhere. They see a name or they recognize somebody. And sometimes it's scary. I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that people will prey on those that are, are not in the same capacity or position as themselves. It's yeah. uh, the a control thing. It's a huge just control that, thing. You it's have to so have your head
1: screwed on straight. You have to have Amen. Your That's on exactly straight. right. Like, listen, you can't – listen, people are always like, oh, my God, it's this amazing director, and he wants to meet me at the peninsula at you know, 10 o'clock for drinks at night. And you're like – I'm like, who – we all know what that means. You're kidding yourself if you think it's something. If it's you, sure. you, if you think it's something else, you're high because right. You you know, um, and God, I I don't know. You know, as a man, like that stuff wasn't anything that ever none. Honestly, none. Of, I'm very thankful, but nobody ever treated. You know, honestly. Times they they didn't pay attention. They always were looking at the pretty girls or whatever. And I was like, hey, you know. So I I'm on the other end where they sometimes people didn't pay attention to me, and I was trying to get their attention. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I get it. You know, for women and and just I just think that you have to you have to um if you if it feels creepy, if you have any inkling of weirdness or whatever then don't go because it's it's not going to, the chances that you go and do this film and it changes your life are slim. Um, And I don't know, use your head. Just, I don't, you know, and, and if something does, if somebody is weird or whatever, then get up and leave. And make sure people know where, you, you know, my clients, I, if they're ever concerned about something, I'm like, you know, text me, text your boyfriend, text your whoever. Take somebody with you,
0: and or just don't go. <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Like, just
0: don't. That would be the best advice. Just don't show up. Ding ding. ding. There you go. I agree. Well, thank you for that. I mean, you
1: like, yeah. Like it's you know, in it's Harvey and that whole thing is like, it's it's just you know, it's not good. It's that. No. You know, it's just that behavior. Is about power. It's about. I mean, honestly, I don't know. That. I mean, he. That's so way over there. Um, I don't know. That. That. There. That, that's. It, it's just really not good. It's not. It's shocking. You know that people abuse power like that, but we see that in a lot of
0: different areas. I know, I know definitely. Well, that brings us to the director side of things. Of course, I love the name Go Geared cool. Entertainment. I don't even think I need to ask where that came from, but we're going to anyways, because <laughs> not everyone has ever seen you talk to you, et cetera. So pray tell oh. where exactly did goat's entertainment come from?
1: Uh, get I think I I'm a Capricorn, so I have this weird affinity for goats. Like I love like I literally when I we're talking about yeah, the writers was... block, what hap what happened yeah. is I'll I'll go on those goat videos and I'll just watch baby goats run around or like goats do things. I that's I don't know, it's so weird, but I'm obsessed I like okay. And <laughs> and I have a big beard. And I was like trying to come up with a name for my production company and I was like probably watching a goat video. And, uh, and then I have a, you know, I have a big beard and people, you know, people always are like, Oh, that's a formidable beard. And I'm like, all right, goat beard. I'm going to be goats. It, it just, it lined up one day. That was it. Sure, I get it. I understand.
0: <laughs> now, and I, I before we talk, it. I do too. I think it's really cool. Actually it is cool compared to some of the names I see out there. Yeah. We don't even want to go there. I want to talk about before we talk about, the movie that's at my festival, Follow Your Dreams. Um, there were two that stood out uh-huh. to me that I'd like you to talk about, and both were done for TV, um, The Mean Beans and Almost Naked. Why? Because they just sound so freaking cool, and I know a little bit about them. Uh, so please well, the, tell your audience about both of them, please. Uh,
1: well, The Mean Bean is, that was a half-hour a pilot comedy presentation that, again, those were the two girls that are in that. In fact, it's so funny, One, uh, Jamie, who's in that, She, I'm going to a premiere of her. She just directed her very first film, her short film, tonight, and I'm actually going to go uh, watch a screening of that tonight. But her and Alyssa, they were both in class with me. They're good friends. They, You know, I was obsessed. I and am obsessed with Laverne and Shirley. Like if you look at like, I just think the physical comedy of Laverne and Shirley, uh, I, they were just so funny to me. And I love. I, I work in comedy a lot, sure. um, mostly. Um, and these two girls, they were just they had been in class with me for a long time, and they were friends. And they were had they, I think they ended up they did a commercial together or something, and they were like writing this thing. And so that's how that evolved about you know like these two girls and. Uh, I was like, and we kind of, they wrote it, and then they would bring the script to me, and then we would we would talk about it and clean up the jokes and blah, blah, blah. And basically, that all just turned into, you know, we filmed it and um, used it as a pitch to pitch a show, which is hilarious because it was the same time exactly that Two Broke Girls came out. So if you look at the actress, the blonde girl and Two Broke Girls, she looks very similar to Jamie who's in the mean bean and we'd be driving down the street and all of a sudden there was this big, big billboard and it said two broke girls and the blonde girl who was, and, and the concepts of the show are really, really similar. And we were like, Oh my God, that is the craziest thing ever. So needless to say, you know, we never, we didn't sell that show um, because they uh, had our two broke girls just started that year. So gotcha. that's what happened with that. Yeah. It was really funny. Amazing comedy Worked with Jonathan Bennett. I've worked with him a lot. He's a good friend and client who's uh, in mean girls. Um, he mm-hmm. was the guy in that. And there, there's a bunch of people, you know, that's the great thing about being in this industry for so long is that I know a million actors, recognizable, awesome, funny, talented people. So when I'm doing something I'm always like, I, I think I have, I have uh, clients in mind when I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use that person or use that person. Or let's see if, you know, I did a short film with Stephen Amell, who is Arrow. And then, um, Christina Ochoa, who is, have you seen the new, um, billboards for Valor on, um, for this on the CW? She, I did a short film for, with those two in it in 2009 or something like that. And uh-huh. he, the year after that, after we did the short film, that's right. When Arrow started, and she uh, is now the lead of a CW series as well, called Valor. So everywhere I drive, in, and I'm sure where you live too, there's those billboards of that of that girl, and um, it's called Valor on CW. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have some, I have awesome, talented, amazing clients who go on to be the star of their own TV show. That's so cool.
0: That is, and yeah. that leads us to the my favorite follow your dreams i like it i like it one of the first things i liked was the title caught me immediately because it's so pertinent um to it it just it says so much to begin with and then of course when i watched the film and then we had three other judges watch the film and i was like yay i love this film it has to be at my festival now obviously of course (laughs) um i I don't want to give away too much just because of the fact that of course um, i'll let you summarize your own film because of course i could tell the whole story because i've had to watch it repeated numbers of times for various reasons, um, oh, but um, oh Lord. it's a fun film, as you have mentioned. And I agree with you. It's, it's so totally sweet. a fun film. Yeah, it's, and the yeah. main actor is awesome. The the guy who plays the lead actor, the clown. And I love the I fact that he has he's a nice a... clown kids. He's a nice clown, not a Pennywise, by the way. He's a nice clown. No, 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 film. no, no, no. He's a, he's a Jimmy Stewart kind of clown. He's a yes. nice guy. He's very sweet. Yes. He,
1: yes.
0: yes. Have you worked yeah. with him before?
1: Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, he, again, I, I he's, yeah. He's a client. Yeah. He's a client of mine. Mm-hmm. Like, um, So what happened with that film is that he and his wife were at a gas station and a guy walked in to the gas station in, wearing like some crazy outfit. And because we live in Los Angeles, he was like, I wonder if that guy is really a cowboy or if he's just, you know, is he going to an audition or something like that? So I, without giving away the film, but, um, right. So he, he came to me and he was like, you know, kind of pitched the premise and I was like, yeah, great. So I, I, for like, I think I wrote that script in like, you know, six months or something like that. So he came to me, he had the investors, um, they can he came to me with the idea, I wrote it and then he and I went back and forth and, you know, he edited and the script and changed it and, you know, things went here and things went there and then we finally landed on that. And, um, you know, then we that and then we did that film and, um, it was, it's very, you know, one of the things is that I knew he was. The lead, and I knew he was going to be the lead of that. And because he had been studying with me, it was really easy to write a script sure. that really catered to his strengths. So, you know, the, as opposed to like you just auditioning for some random thing that you know nothing about, this was actually. You know, we spent a lot of time talking about marketing and branding, and you know the kind his sensibility. Because I think the film the film is very sweet. It's very family friendly. It's you know yeah. it's um it's kind of you feel good and you're like oh it's so cute. And that definitely was you know as a writer and as a director, you don't always you know that was. A collaboration between him and me because I think my sensibility is probably a bit darker and a bit crazier and you know sure. like my private hell book that we've talked about some of the things that right. and stuff that I'm interested in probably would be a bit more edgy but he you know where he was coming from and what they were trying to do so you know that's a good example of as a writer you have to and as a director um, you have to Listen and you have to hear what you know people want or you know what what the genre what the what the concept of the project is that you're working on and and everybody needs to be on the same page otherwise and that's the thing that I said you know with this film is that when we put our team together and everybody our very first meeting, you know we were all in the room and I just said to everybody I go okay." I, you know, I love the script. I love everybody that we've cast. It's going to be amazing, but I want, I want everyone to walk away from this and have a really great experience because as you know, you know, working in this industry, um, there's a lot of like, Stress. And people are like, oh, my God, it's not done. And, like, everybody gets all chaotic and crazy. And I just was like, I'm not interested in, in chaos. So let's do this sure. and let's do it right. And let's do all of our, our prep work and um, make a product that – a short film that we're really happy with. And um, we did. And we had some amazing and people working on it. And, like, an amazing DP. Um, Roman Jacoby was, was our DP, and he is um, – Amazing and um, editors
0: and actors. Everybody on it was was fantastic. I bet that's so awesome, and it is fantastic, folks. I'm not just saying that because I was one of the judges, but in reality, it's one of those. <laughs> nowadays, I know. Nowadays, I really truly believe a lot of us need an escape from sadly our, our most recent realities in life because they are so sad on a 24/7 basis, and we never know what's coming. So it's sometimes just to be able to yeah. into. I know it, to be able to escape into fan friendly, or should I say, fun film, is one of those things, and yeah. I, that's I one mean, of the reasons why I'm is- glad we accepted it. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you accepted it, too. Well, I well, and now with that I get to meet you in person. See, what people don't understand is because I interview people <laughs> all the time, they think I meet them 24-7, and I'm like, no, this is why I do Internet Appeal. Uh-huh. I wish I could get to everybody that I interview because I've, you know, done 290, 300 interviews, and I haven't even met half these people. And it makes me sad. Oh, so the funny, fact that yeah. you're willing to come out and – shake my hand and participate in q and I'm so excited Oh, my about gosh. And, I and love going you've been, things. Yeah. Not to mention, you're probably one of the easiest-going filmmakers I've had so far. I mean, I love my filmmakers. I said that earlier in the interview before you got on. I'm like, I have been blessed with some of the best filmmakers that we've accepted. There's only really been two right. that I've literally been like, see you, bye. I don't want to talk to you. So I I feel yeah. reassured that I picked <laughs> some great people with great films. I'm not too petrified. You didn't yell at me about the venue oh, change. No. So I appreciate that. Um, now no. I only have one more question for you because if I talk to okay. any more, my kids will be stuck at school. Because um, we've been talking oh, yeah. a while, you, and you I love it. This has been, uh, this oh, has yeah. been awesome. Oh, I have
1: one I'm important
0: question. Well, this is a huge yeah. question, and we can't not do this interview without asking the obvious, which is that I'm all about this factor. I truly believe that I am only a reflection of what surrounds me. And so luckily for me, I have a lot of great talent, directors, actors, creatives, artists, period. So what I want to ask you is the last question is, because you've been married for nine years to so that wonderful gentleman, yes. I want to know yes. how having that sort of uh, uh, Affinity and affection, support system. A <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Professionally and personally, how does that make a difference? Because I, I think people take for granted the fact that they can sustain, and I think that that's a huge thing. That support, that that love, that affinity, that's important. So, if oh my had, gosh, I mean, that. yeah, I
1: mean, that's a whole. There's a whole nother, uh conversation. <laughs> that's a whole show, but uh, I could go on forever but listen here's here's the thing um for me is that i was lucky i mean we've been together 17 years T- tomorrow's our anniversary i think oh yeah tomorrow's our anniversary how funny
0: um, <gasps> the
1: thing i brought it up to, you know oh my god that's so funny um i always forget <laughs> but you know it's been it's been 17 years and oh i have to say that it is Uh, without getting into like, you know, gay marriage and this and that. But I have to say is that when we weren't recognized as being married, like I never, honestly, I never really thought about, I need to get married. It wasn't something that was really, you know, important to me. I mean, I wanted to be with somebody, but I I was like, I don't care about a piece of paper, but getting married changed, changed things. And it has allowed, you know, there's, it's just, it's, awesome to be recognized I, uh, you know it's great that i don't know it, it i have you know not to get too deep into it but it changed me personally like being married the day after we got married or month you know whatever i was like oh i get it i get why this is important and you know Aww. having somebody who um listen he doesn't like all you know everything that I do and but he's so supportive and he's like you know go do your thing and then I support him and he goes and does his thing and at the end of the day you know it's so nice that I don't have to think or worry about like dating or something like that oh, right. the writing and directing and teaching and coaching pretty much takes up all of my time so I'm glad that that, that is not something that I have to think about and plus he's just awesome and he's so supportive and he's a nice guy and and um, you know, I think the, the the crux of like our relationship is is really just on trust. You know, like I trust him and he trusts me, and that's all there. You know, we we really try to keep uh, the air like there's no secrets. It just is, and like, it just is what it is. And so like you know, I was like, we're just trying to keep we just keep that that really simple and it just is what it is we get to be together it's awesome and we have a great life and life is fun and Aww. we have a, we have a, we have enough drama And like listen we have enough drama and his he works for a very big you know company that's that's sure. that's an amazing company but it's also like it's exhausting so he doesn't need drama at home and i'm trying to make a tell a tv show and this and that and so we just you know we're like no drama, oh, at no, all. we just <laughs> keep it. We just keep it simple.
0: Good for you. you know that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I do well, as a matter well, of fact. It it's 17 He's years damn- to get
1: there. Trust me. Well, yeah, it, trust me. It's but that's again like just like anything. You have it's it's it requires some attention, and you know you have to work at it, and and there are arguments and. There's sometimes not enough money or whatever it is, like everything. But the bottom line is it's all going to be fine. It is what it is.
0: Aww.
1: You know, everybody See? everybody, just calm down. That's what we – we're exactly. like, just
0: calm down, exactly. everybody. Exactly. Relax. Thank you for fine. sharing that. See? That's why I wanted to ask that. I'm like, that's always the awe question. So I'm like, we got to
1: – we Aww. have to end that on
0: a positive note there. There you go. Now I'm going to – here's what we're going to awesome. do. First of all, I'm going to read through different ways to find you. First of all, I don't want to forget to remind everybody the obvious. Follow Your Dreams, which is his short film. is going to be playing at 415 on the very first day of my festival, which is October 26th. Um, In case no one noticed um, or don't pay attention, It's been moved now to the Doghouse Craft and Kitchen, which is actually located in the Four Points um, Sheridan Hotel. Isn't that swanky and awesome on West 25th Street, which I'm going to promote day and night. Thank you very much. I'm going to try. We we can fit 70 comfortably, so I'm going to try to fill that mother up with that that short block, so we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't want to forget to remind you two hours after this show is done um, I'll send you an archived copy of both the blog talk radio link plus I upload these to YouTube so you get the YouTube link as well as this link so that you can have that um, I have a okay. wonderful filmmaker pass for you once you get there so you'll be allowed in and of course you know I've already invited you right if you if you would love to I would love to have you for the writer panel or for the director panel or the actor panel that's up to you I'm thinking you'd probably say no oh, on the actor okay. thing but that's okay you tell me you tell that so I'm, I'm
1: there if I'm there I will I'm, you know, I can, obviously I can talk I have zero problem uh, that, talking,
0: so yeah. No, really? Yes, hasn't he? He's talking. <laughs> well. All right. So I'm going to read off a bunch of these. His website, of course, okay. folks, and that's including his projects as well as, of course, if you want to reach him for acting classes, it's chadmacord.com. He can also be found mm-hmm. on the following places: IMDb, Google Plus, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, his Facebook, he has a personal page. And the last name, of course, it's Chad McCord. That's M-C-C-O-R-D, as well as Chad McCord Actor Studio. His Twitter handle yep. is at and Chad, and then underscore M-C-C-O-R-D. And I just have a quick question, because when I clicked on your Instagram, I know it says Mr. Yeah. Chad, but it doesn't look like you. And that's why I'm like, dude, what's up with that? Did you know that? Oh, when no, I at your Instagram, no. I've, I'm like, I've, is that I've him?
1: Mr. Oh, Oh, that's you know so what? Funny. It's on your Facebook, um,
0: darling, you better change it because that's how I found it. I was on your Facebook page and it says Instagram, Mr. Chad. Also Vimeo folks, I don't want to forget to mention oh. that. But no, seriously, that's what yeah. I thought I'd ask you if you knew that or not. Oh, no, I, if you
1: Insta- I think Instagram I, I should just be Chad M McCord on Instagram. See but that's what I'll, I thought I'll too. Look but
0: up, look at your Facebook profile because I don't want people to go on there and then thinking because I looked at the picture and I thought this can't be him because it. Does, I know what you look like obviously, so clearly uh, that wasn't yeah, me. Yeah, there was so. a Mr.
1: Chad. That's not me. I don't know who that is. But okay. I'll fix
0: my Instagram All right, link. Alert. Yeah. My, yeah, my Instagram Please is Chad, Chad M. That.
1: McCord. Yeah. I will,
0: of course, that's That's so weird. Okay, that fixes that. And, of course, obviously, the film we're talking about, which is on Facebook, is called FYD, and in other words, Follow Your Dreams, which is FYD Film. So please go ahead and check that Uh out as well. Or we encourage, of course, coming to the festival because then you get to see his pretty face as well as mine, and you get to hear us both Yeah. And we'll see who talks more because be I think awesome. we're both talkers, so that's good. <laughs> so yes, <yeah>. so <laughs> I have um, the last thing I get to do is I get to tell you a quick few thoughts of what I think of you because unfortunately I've been running myself out of time and I'm so sorry, but you know what? I had a wonderful time. I hope that I've done you justice. This is what I can tell you, folks, that I know about Mr. McCord. First of all, the first few times I looked at his picture, he scared the hell out of me because I literally thought I was going to have, remember Tom Hanks from Castaway coming to my festival? You know, with the big beard and, and this scary looking dude. And I'm like, okay. Then I spent a good deal of time yeah. watching and researching and digging into him and just just seeing what he posted, just seeing what he played out in terms of on film. And this is what I've discovered about him. I like to call him a Gentile individual, not because of the fact that he's gay, but because of the fact that he treats every one of his talents with kid gloves in the best sense of the word, as well as he treats his subject matter with the same love of heart. I can tell that he carries passion for what he does because it comes across on screen so eloquently. From audio to actual acting to actual storytelling and scenery, everything is on point, 150%. I know that his body of work is not 80 films, but within the eight course of films that he's done, every one of them has had that same momentum and magic that goes in there. What I know about you to be true, my friend, is that you carry a very free spirit with a very fun-loving heart. So one of the best things that I want to find out about you when I meet you in person is if you are this lovely in person, because I guarantee you all of your work is just filled with love and fun, and I couldn't say enough about you. I'm honored that you're going to be part of my festival, and I'm even more honored that you gave me an hour and a half of your time. I think you're just badass. Oh my gosh, of I can't course. wait to see you. Oh, geez. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm, thank you so much. Thank, no,
1: I had not oh, great anytime. time. I, it was, it was. Wonderful talking to you and um thank you for those those kind words. That's very sweet of you. Well it's very it's, true. It's all you know, true but sometimes... it's very sweet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But, no, honestly, us as teachers and coaches, et cetera, oftentimes we're facilitators, so you don't really get a chance to hear what somebody else thinks of you. So I wanted you to know from me right. to you because I'll probably be so damn busy when I meet you for the first time that yeah. it's going to be not. So hopefully it will all go well. I'm crossing but my fingers. that We have a wonderful festival. And please know this, even after the festival, come back in three months. Come back in six months. You're always welcome to come on the show to promote something. It's a great venue. The oh, my gosh. It's Oh, it's awesome. I will. I will for sure. Oh, Very good. Much. Thank you so All right. much. You go Thank you. you. go back to writing. I'm awesome. going to quit my children. I'll send you off our leg. I'll see you soon, my dear. You take care. I'll talk to you later. All right.
1: Have a good one. Bye. Time.
0: See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Isn't he amazing, right? Tell me I didn't get lucky here with my filmmakers. Thank you so much. One more time to round up before we forget. Uh, his name is Chad McCord. The name of the film is called Follow Your Dreams. On Facebook, you can find it as FYD Film. Obviously, as I mentioned, 1026, October 26th at the Doghouse Craft and Kitchen, which is located inside the Four Points Hilton on West 28th. Or, yes, West 25th Street. West Twenty Oh Oh, my God. Isn't this terrible? It's my film festival and I've forgotten where it is already. Just kidding. 160 West 25th Street inside the Sheridan Hotel. Follow your dreams. 1026 at 4.15 p.m. It's a 15-minute screening, followed by a Q&A with both myself and Chad. His website, com. He can also be found on IMDb, Google+, LinkedIn, YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook. He has a personal page as well as Chad McCord Studio. His Twitter handle is at Chad underscore McCord. And the Instagram, of course, is Chad M. McCord, as he mentioned. Huge thanks and hugs to Chad, of course, and I'll see you soon once again. Tomorrow, as a reminder, 1 o'clock Central Standard Time, the three big D's. And I so wish Heather was coming on, and we'll miss you, Heather. Deborah Markowitz, along with her two lead stars, Siron Sheehan, as well as Jennifer Giles, are coming on the show to promote The Waiting Room at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time. I guarantee you that will be another two-hour show because we all have the gift of gab. So please make sure that you tune in sometime, this folks. This folks. You can see I've been talking too long now. Please make sure you tune in tomorrow. And also on Wednesday, one more reminder, 1 o'clock Central Standard Time, we have Junie Moon who is promoting her film, Shed the Shame, and at 2 o'clock, her film, Lou. Lead actor Pete Dorton is coming on the show, so looking forward to that. Then I just got wind during our interview today that apparently Elizabeth is going to have to reschedule her show for Thursday, which means after Wednesday I'll be off air until Halloween, and then we return back, of course, with Alyssa from Real Estate Wars on Bravo. You guys have a great afternoon. I'm going to go get my beautiful children. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.